Welcome everyone to uh, the Pizza Roundtable, part of the Pizza Club Network, where we here uh, host some of your favorite pizza personalities from all around the world. Uh, like I said, you're here today for Pizza Roundtable, where we'll talk about some of the biggest pizza news of the week, and we'll give you a chance to weigh in on it. Uh, I'm your host, Will Duma, and I'm joined here by my guest host, Jim Mumford. Jim, what's up, man? How are you doing? Hey, good, Will. How are you tonight? I'm doing great, man. And guys, just a reference, everyone. Jim is both a cookbook author and a writing contributor for the media publication Inside Hook. Don't want to leave you hanging without that, man. No, you, you got to give the full bio where people just think I'm a curly-haired weirdo who likes to talk pizza. <laughs> Don't tell anybody. Don't tell anybody. <laughs> um, all right, cool, man. Well, listen, <clears throat> I think we got a lot of pizza news to, to get into this week. Um, I, I figured we might as well start, actually, to be honest with you, with a with a fun one um, that came up. Um, this one is going to be out. Uh, this was actually in the New York Post was the first ones to cover it. And so let me let me share this article. It's an unfortunate um, faux pas, I would call it for for Pizza oh, Hut. Good word. Good, good, I, good I, I don't often use that. Don't often use that one, right? And so this one, like I said, from the Post here. <laughs> Pizza Hut location goes viral after closing for an unforeseen circumcision. It's a tough one on the pizza scale, Jim. It's what do you think? One. You know, that's uh, <laughs> I've had a lot of things happen at a pizzeria, but that one, uh, that's hard. That's, uh, that, that's a hard typo, and I don't know that I'm going to you know, be running out to this Canadian Pizza Hut, certainly not eating the uh, the ham. <laughs> Uh, so to that yeah. point guys this one this one was in canada <clears throat> i'll quote here from the post no tips required at this pizza hut boom ching right i love it yeah. so the the on the on the door of this pizza hut, it was posted due due to unforeseen circumcisions the dining room will be closed tonight the sign on the restaurant said in, in timmins northern ontario that read last week so about this has gone viral as you could imagine like i mean literally everyone was talking talking about this you can find countless amounts of social media posts <laughs> highlighting and making I mean, puns and off of this one yeah i mean it, it's low-hanging fruit but uh you know it had to be done <clears throat> and you know the internet's undefeated when it comes to uh things like this and that uh, good on them for not seizing, you know, not missing the opportunity, seizing the day. Uh, you know, I would have thought it would have been, you know, somewhere south of the border, but uh, apparently it was in Canada. So, there you go. Very good, Jim. I, I, that Very one good. Good. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. All right, um, well, let's keep it going here. So, let's talk real. Let's talk. We'll talk pizza now for for real on this one. So, um, this one that we'll shift to is going to be. Um, out of Forbes. And this is actually Forbes covering uh, Pizza Today's 2024 pizza industry trends. I thought they just did a good summary of it. So I thought it was a good one, a good one to share from Forbes here. Uh, let's load this guy up. And so yeah. like I said, this one is here are the hottest pizza trends for 2024. Um, they say, I'll start the article here. Welcome to the delectable world of pizza, where tradition meets innovation and flavor knows no bounds. Um, so I'll highlight a couple of these trends first, Jim, that I that I thought were interesting. First one kind of up here, and obviously need your need your insight into them. <laughs> Out of the box toppings in general, restaurants venturing into the realm of unconventional toppings are spearheading a novel and delectable culinary experience, elevating customers' interest to unprecedented highs. 
yeah, I, I guess I don't think this is new, right? I mean, if you look, we debated before the, the California style. That's what this is, right? It's not a style of dough. It's unconventional toppings. I think maybe we were calling them flatbreads and calling them appetizers five years ago. But I don't think this is new. What I think is being more embraced is, you know, artisan crafted, you know, pies, right? Where uh-huh. where you're doing more farm to table, you're using more locally sourced, you're caring about the ingredients a little bit more. Um, I think that's become, becoming more prevalent. But we're toppings, I think we've always had that. Maybe just not, maybe just not everywhere. I'm with you on that one. So I'll, I'll highlight, <clears throat> funny you say farm to table as well, mm-hmm. highlight some of the offerings that they described here from, like I said, this was quoted out of the Pizza Today's 2024 trend report. Vegan meat, cheese alternative, sweet and hot pepper varietals, including jalapenos, cherry peppers, pisilla peppers, pepperoni styles, such as char or old world, Mexican-inspired meats like mira, chorizo, carne asada, BBQ pork, chicken, and brisket, sweet toppings like honey, fig, and jam, maple syrup, caramelized and pickled vegetables, BBQ pork, chicken, and brisket are some of the hottest trends. I mean, I feel like these are not to be, they sound unique when you put them all together, but we're seeing a lot of these pies with it. Um, I don't, I don't know if I'm, but maybe this is just there. Yeah, I, I, I grew up with old world cup pepperoni and putting honey on pizza, right? I mean, that that's what you did with the good Sicilian. So it, yep. I, it, I don't think it's new. I think it's just maybe a little more mainstream, right? People aren't are, want to look past, you know, the pepperoni and mushroom. Uh, but I, don't know, I, I think that I, I do agree, you know, the farm to table and really like using pizza as a platform. And yeah, listen, we're you know, artichokes in season. We're going hard artichokes. I think that's become really cool. You know, we've talked about this, right? Where, yep. okay, we're we're going to start embracing the land and not just be subject to, you know, into a style. And, and I think this is cool and fun, though, let's face it, California was doing this 20 years ago. That's fair. But I, I'm with you on the farm to table. I think people are, are looking locally and looking for organic foods. I mean, not that they go hand in hand, but I'm necessarily just saying we're starting to seeing this, this farm to table approach. And I think we talked about last week or the week before, um, Actually, an article that Sirhan from the Pizza Club had been putting out there, and he was talking about a lot of um, farm table kind of offerings, or how to kind of peruse your local farmers market, right, to draw pizza inspiration, which was a cool one. So, all right, all right, all right, pizza today, you're on, you're on point for this one. I will give it to you there. Right, we'll, we'll give you that one for two. <laughs> um, all right, let's see what else we got. So, another item. This one was kind of unique and very specific. So, they highlight balsamic glazes as adds a unique and unexpected flavor twist to pizza. And the world seems to agree. And then a little quote here, just for a reference, according to TasteWise, pizza is one of the fast, thick, rising applications for balsamic vinegar, having grown by more than 14% in online searches in the past year. Now, I'm a fan of balsamic glazes. Like, I Absolutely. love it. A quick a quick drizzle. I, I don't know if it was a trend item, but hey, I'm going to look out for it. We'll see what's, what's coming. Yeah, I, I mean, it makes sense, right? Balsamic and bread, balsamic and tomatoes. Like, the flavors are there, right? The the sweet finish is there. Um, so I buy this one. Um, okay. It's not something I've done a lot, but I, I, I see it. It makes culinary sense. And I think it, you know, it's that dark on the light, I think, could be a cool contrast, too, sort of mm. a visual element. So so I'm, I'm buying this one a little bit. Um, like I say, I don't think it's going to be at your local Casey's necessarily, but... Um, you know, I, I, I can see it. I can see it being part of the farm to table mix. 
I'm with you there. I, I can appreciate it. I mean, I love the kind of idea of balancing any sweet with heat, right? So this yep. is if it's honey or balsamic glaze, right? There's something to it. And then balsamic, particularly a little bit of bite and acid to it. So it's good. Good, good pizza yeah. ingredient. I'm totally down for it. Um, all right. The next one, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to get your take on this one because I'm not sure I'm fully appreciating the description here. And this one is Italian region specific pizzas. And <clears throat> When I read the headline, I thought I knew the direction it was going, but from from the copy here was regional pizza styles and distinctive flavors have evolved over time due to various factors, including historical, cultural, and geolog- uh, geographical influences. Climate and geography have also played a role as I continue, blah, 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 blah. But the note here I thought was going to be like distinctive to we were going to see styles, right? We, we were going to see um, a number of different like Roman styles that we're going to talk about, but it's not what I'm picking up from this. So I don't know if I'm fully appreciating when, we, when we're talking about Italian regional styles here. Yeah, I mean, I agree that regional styles are you know bigger than they ever have. Um, as um, someone who, who specializes in that, right? Absolutely, um, absolutely. I, 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 think, I think those are bigger than ever. Um, I think the regionality is kind of going back to Italy as, you know, we talked to some of our friends and how you know, the Roman styles evolving and these styles are evolving. So mm-hmm. yeah, th- that, this one took me on a journey because I, I expected to hear, you know, how, you know, in Naples, the scene was changing and how Roman people, and it wasn't. So I do think, like I said, the styles are a thing and people are more willing to try them. Uh, but I don't, I don't know that's what the article was going for, maybe. Yeah, I'm I'm with you on that one. So okay, we'll we'll, we'll look out for it. But yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm not sure what I'm looking for. But if I see it, maybe <laughs> I'll just know it. You know, kind of one of those things. So yeah. uh, continuing continuing in this vein, global fusion. Um, this one I, I get down with. I, I I think this has been a trend for quite some time in general. Like the idea, kind of the, they're noting here, right? Some examples that include tandoori tandoori style pizza, curry pizza, Greek style pizza, Tex Mex, caviar pizza, so on and so forth. Transforming some sort of regional or fusion dish to a pizza, right? Essentially, yeah. um, which is cool. I dig that. I dig. I dig the concept. Yeah, absolutely right. And this is. You know, going off the flatbread and every region has a pizza variant, right? It might not call it a little different. Now we're starting to starting to mesh them up. And I think that's cool. And I'm here for it. And I think you are too. Oh, I'm I'm absolutely down for it. The more unique something we can get, uh, I'm, I'm in. Um, I'll finish out the final ones here. They kind of denoted as well, sweet and spicy flavors um, as ones together. And then to your point, Jim, Artisan crusts. So they quote here, artisan crusts renowned for their handcrafted excellence and distinctive flavor profiles are experiencing a surge in popularity. The crusts are often crafted using a combination of various flour, uh, various flowers infused with herbs um, imbued with flavors such as garlic or cheese, representing a variety of textures. Yeah, I, I, I see this big, right? There's a kind of a chain to Michigan Midwest, Hungry Howie's, and their pizza is mediocre. Sorry, Hungry Howie's, mm-hmm. but their flavor crusts are incredible. And you go for the flavor crust and... They're here. Got, They're here, and, too. Oh, are they? So it's like, you know, it's like, oh, Hungry Howie's, but you get to crust, like, oh, this, this is pretty cool. Um, So it's a cool way to integrate that, but it's also very difficult, right? Adding in herbs and garlic, you know, as it proves, and it, it, it's difficult to do. You don't want it to burn. So it's a fine line, but, uh, you know, I'm here for it uh, because it it makes the whole thing a little more interesting. 
Um, I'm with you there. And yeah, we do, we do have hungry Howie's. I, I tell you the truth. I haven't been in very often with some mm. of the other pizza choices that we have here, but they do have a food truck around here that comes to a number of kids sponsored mm. events. So certainly engaged with the team actually there before, um, not my first Fine. stop, but I'm with you for the flavor crust. <laughs> yeah, uh, to totally with the flavor. It's cool, right? It's a cool niche the way they carve yeah. out. And I think that that's going to grow again with the, the artists and, you know, I was, researching a pizza that used um purple potato in the crust right oh yeah doing things with colors and textures and i i think you know if i'm looking at 2020 what what the thing is i think that's going to be one of them i think cool all right 2030 whatever whatever you i know where you, i know where you're you going what what saying, just yeah. in case someone was watching this at a different time i wanted to leave that open so they could be like <laughs> oh my god jim was right you know that what was mean, right kind of thing? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and the last one to close it out uh, that they referenced here and i think this is fairly fairly obvious from what we've seen pizza for health conscious consumers and in general we're kind of highlighting the ideas around gluten-free dairy-free vegan options in both meat and cheese toppings as well i mean I know yeah. sometimes we debate what makes pizza pizza, but we're talking cauliflower crust here, low-carb, low gluten-free offerings, all the things to bring people into the pizza universe that can't have it as is or choose not to have as is. Yeah, absolutely. If you know, you're know you in the pizza, you, you eat what you need, you eat what you like. Um, you know, I'm also seeing like high protein, right, where you're spiking with Greek yogurts and you're spiking yeah. with pea powders and other things to meat. So I think that's cool, right? We're, we're expanding what pizza is and can be. Um, and again, I'm here for it. Uh, you know, pizza, pizza is a mindset. It's not a recipe. I like that's that. A, that's, a I like, that's a t-shirt, man. Okay. I'm going to edit that out. So no one else hears it. So oh, you can no. you write that first before you say it afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, cool. That was a good report. Good, good coverage yeah, forms I... of, of the pizza today report. Good, good summary. Um, appreciate that one. Um, all right, let's keep going. Uh, this one we're thinking about. We're thinking about Super Bowl. Is it is it too early to think about Super Bowl? I'm not gonna lie. I, I noticed a number of articles around Valentine's Day. We've been talking about the hardship pizzas. I'm not. We're not covering them today. I feel like we have Ooh, more time. We yeah. have more time. I thought. Um, <laughs> but I figured this one. I, I can't wait to listen. I, please, Jim. I didn't tell you about this one. Hold on to your seat. Okay. This one. This one is. I. I this is big, man. Okay. Totino's delivers pizza rolls hot and ready to your doorstep for the big game. Uh, is Pete Davidson going to do it personally? I guess, <laughs> we'll read the article. We'll read the article. Maybe he'll tell me. <laughs> so football fans not in the delivery area can still take advantage of the national grocery delivery offers for Totino's to make featured at home. But if you want, in general, they are going to be delivering via DoorDash and Uber Eats. So in the in the select areas, which are Las Vegas, Los Angeles, and New York City. So if you're not there, uh, it's going to be tough. But I, if you are. I, listen, I hope they get the essence of lava and still cold, right? I, I hope they get give you the dichotomy there. You really don't have the full experience. Well, it's cool, right? I mean, it's good for Totinos knowing who they are and trying yeah. to – to get in the game and try to, you know, take their take their piece of the pie, right? They're they're not competing against ours at pizzas, but they know what they are, and they're going for it. And listen, pizza rolls have a place in all of our hearts. And, and uh, you say you don't, you're lying. I couldn't agree more. And listen to the the flavors that are going to be on delivery are the garlic parmesan, 
a buffalo ranch, the nacho pizza roll, sweet sesame, and a Kansas City BBQ pizza roll. Interesting. I'm down for all of them. I, I, w- I wish I lived in one of those cities for delivery. Now, uh, let me ask you something, Jim, here, because I'm, I'm kind of yeah. looking at looking at this, this article. Let me pull back up the image here. If you had a pair of beverage with Totino's, now I'm I'm being optimistic here that I think maybe that is just um, a misplaced Negroni in terms of the cup that it's going to be in, <laughs> but I don't really know if that's the case. What what would you eat with a pizza roll um, for the Super Bowl? Is there a distinctive beverage besides beer that you would you besides would go with? Beer and ranch? well, if it's beer, that's fine. You know what yeah, I mean? It, I mean, it is beer, right? I mean, beer and pizza rolls. <laughs> you know, I. I I can see like a, a fruit punch or a spritzer or something, Ooh, something okay, light, okay. refreshing, right? A little sick, counteract the uh, the salt fat. Yeah, there you go. Put some culinary spin. Yeah, a nice fruit spritzer. <laughs> what if I do uh, like a, a Mountain Dew? I mean, l- listen, you're not the first to come up with that, so please don't take credit. I, I hate to, you know, bur- burst your bubble there, but. Uh, uh, Mountain Dew again, a place in your heart, right? And if you say it doesn't, you're lying. Oh man, yes, agreed. There, um, it just happens to be. I don't drink a lot of Mountain Dews, but I mean, no. when I was a kid, man, that was my favorite soda. That's for oh, sure. I think um, it was all of our favorite sodas. <clears throat> all right, listen, you gotta check out. We gotta check out this next pod, and this one was covered by <laughs> PMQ. Um, this one is called. I think it's called Pagosh. Is the way to pronounce it. I wasn't familiar with this one, Jim. I don't think this is a regional style that you've ever, quote unquote, seen before. Uh, but this thing, I, this looks delicious to me. I'm, I'm so down to to try this. Um, I don't know if it feels to me like a you know a traditional pizza in any sort of way. This could be like the global fusion pie for for sure. Um, but I'll quote from it here: how to how to make pagash pizza with a dash of panache. Uh, and this is the concept seems pretty simple: pizza crust, potatoes, and cheese. But there's incredible Pagash diversity in Northeast Pennsylvania. So I'm not familiar with this at all. Do you have any familiarity with it? Not called this. I know some of the the styles in the area have like a a mashed potato pie. I know like I've seen Cleveland and one other that escapes me. So I've seen the flavors together. I've never Mm -hmm. seen it like this, called this, called out for Lent specifically. Um, So so that was new to me. But I, I think it's cool. Um, it's carbon, carbon, and carbon fat, uh, which yeah. can't can't be wrong. Um, so yeah, I, I this this was new to me, which uh, it's rare to get a a new regional style past me. Maybe it, maybe it's a you know like say a seasonal wet thing. Dude, I I think it's so cool. And this one by um, Jim Mirabelli. If you guys, he does a lot of Nepa or Napa. If you know, you say it's Northeastern PA pizza reviews. He's got a great page for anyone out there in general. If you're a pizza fan, Absolutely. follow. You know, he does fun stuff. So I'll, I'll quote here from him, kind of writing this one. So what what is what's in a Pagash pizza? The concept seems pretty simple: pizza crust, potatoes, and cheese. But the types of Pagash made in Napa are quite diverse. Some are round. Some are square. Some have a single crust, some have a double crust, some are topped with onions, some have onions chopped up and mixed in. So it seems pretty cool. One can be like a giant stromboli. I, I think you can, I guess the uniqueness of this seems like you can kind of play around and tweak it as long as you've got the core ingredients to use, which I always have trouble with from a style perspective, right? When you can go kind of be so wishy-washy to the side, but hey man, I'm, I'm definitely down to try one of these. Listen, I'm, I'm here for it. You know, one of my favorite pizza places in Chicago is a Polish, a Polish 
Italian pizzeria, right? And, you know, pierogies and pizza is what they do. And that's what this reminds me of, right? Is if you tried to make take a pierogi yes. and a pizza and mash it up. I think, you know, look, thinking of the region and kind of the, the history of it, I think this all makes sense. Um, yep. so, so to me, I, I think it's it's the mashup and the fusion. And I think that could be cool because I can already tell what the crust is going to be like. The potatoes are going to be like. The cheese is going to be like. Um, so it works. And um, I'm here for it. I'm going to do some research uh, yeah. because I, I, I want to be talking about this because, listen, pierogies are some of the finest <laughs> foods on, on the planet. You, you find a way to, to fuse that with pizza. I think that could be something pretty cool. I'm so with this, you, This man. is a good one. This is a new one. Yeah, definitely. That's so cool, right? Finding a new kind yeah. of different style or something, dude. It just doesn't happen that often. I love yeah, it. And one that I can kind of get behind. Like, there's definitely uniqueness to this, right? Like, this seems distinctly regional to an area. Like, really cool. I love that. I, love, and, I really do love that. And it's that. got a history. It's got a cultural yeah. aspect. Like, there, there's more to it than, you know, a guy opened up a pizzeria and three people copied him, right? There, <laughs> there's something to it. And I'm shocked I've never heard of it. And I'm sure... Arthur will come on and tell us all about it, and I can't wait an after party to ask him about it. No, this was cool, and this was fun. I dig it. I dig it. All right, listen, let's let's leave pizza for one second, but not too far. All right. So um, this one is an ice cream. Now I know, I know what we're thinking. I know what we're thinking. We may have seen this before, even because um, I'll say. Last year, maybe a year and a half ago, we were talking about an ice cream offering from Van Leeuwen um, that was a pizza flavor. This one's a little different. So this is Lincoln Ice Cream Shop to sell Valentino's pizza flavor. I kind of dig the the container. I'm, I'm, I'm down for it there. This one's out of Lincoln, Nebraska. A local ice cream shop is unveiling a new flavor that will cause a stir with Nebraskans. 402 Creamery announced it will be selling a, a Valentino's pizza flavor of ice cream in February. The ice cream is a perfect mix of sweet and savory, the new with the classic. So, Jim, what do you think about these like unique ice cream flavors in general? And then can you translate pizza to one of them? Yeah, I, I'm all for ice cream flavor. Ice cream is meant to be a blank canvas. I'm mm -hmm. here for unique flavors. People in Nebraska like doing weird things with pizza. Uh, sorry, sorry if that you know offends or, but like you know, I I look at all the the Omaha style and this 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 is. I'll, I'll try anything twice, um, and I can see that there are cheese flavors and savory flavors, and you can get a balsamic drizzle, and I think you could yep. get close. The tomatoes are going to be hard for me uh, because I, I just can't see how that flavor works. But you know, say I'll try it. I'll if you're going to mass produce something, it can't be that bad. You think? Uh, just please keep the pepperoni out. That's my only my only wish, and kind of doing some googling before this i'm not sure i'm gonna get my wish it looked like that was uh maybe and again i'll try anything twice but that that i think is where i draw the line how about you you got pepperoni in your uh, ice cream i so I'll, i will say <clears throat> definitely try the the van lewin ice cream offering um I I don't know if I would order it again, but I didn't think it was that bad. The tomato were def was definitely the variable in that one that I was thinking about, but it was more of like almost like a candied sauce for the most part. It's kind of what they turned it into. So a little bit of sweet. It was a tomato base. You wouldn't necessarily pick it up as like a savory tomato flavor, at least in the okay. one that 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 they did. And I think that's how it could work. But I, you know, I'm I'm always down with something maybe like a, a little fatty meat with my ice cream. I don't know if I've ever had that combination before, but I would try it. I, I guess you know I've had bacon with ice cream, and, and I understand that. I think there's something about the pepperoni 
Um, you know, I could say if you use like a sun-dried tomato or something that's naturally sweet with some texture, sure. I could I could buy it. Unless if someone sends me a pint, I'll probably house the whole thing happily. Uh, so, so don't think I'm a I'm a snob here, but I'm I've got I'm a little hesitant on this one. That's acceptable. I'm yeah. I'm with you. I get it. I, I will note also Van Leeuwen had a mac and cheese ice cream flavor, which was also quite unique. They're very well known for flavors. Again, not another one that I'm going in for, but it was a fun thing to try with my kids and, and have, you know? Yeah. And I, yeah, I can see it, right? It's fun. Fun to try, fun to kids, right? Fun to, yeah. fun to say you did. So I, for that, you know, hats off. They're trying. Agreed. I'm with you. I'm with you there. All right. Um, let's head to New York for a second. I'm always interested in like who opens items up, you know, in, in New York. And this one, this one was pretty unique. This one's covered uh, by Eater out of New York. I'll copy here quickly first with the with a nice photo um, that looks for it. And this is this is a good good looking shot here of a of a maybe it's like Beautiful. a focaccia that's that's top. Yeah, absolutely right. And so this one is this new Italian market cafe doesn't need the meat travelers. Poets and Friends has done away with salami and other cured meats. That does not mean that it's not good. So think of this one as a mini Italy. Essentially, it is a pescatarian Italian market um, opening in New York. Thought it looked pretty cool. An interesting, interesting idea. No, no meats in an Italian market. That's unique. I could totally be down for any kind of fish items on my pizza. Although I feel like we're definitely if we had a if we had to say if you had to judge him pizza toppings that are meat versus fish i would say 90% meat if not higher what do you think higher, higher. I, I especially domestically maybe in italy but uh yeah i, th I think higher um but not to say that you can't make you know things delicious and you know, as we see more farm to table, right? There's not as much farm to table pepperoni as there are, you know, as there's produce. So I, I see this thing with the trends we're talking about. Yeah, I'm with you there. I just thought this one was pretty cool. See how it does in New York. The yeah. idea of just being completely pescatarian um, was great. Cool. Good for them. I'm, I, dude, if I'm in the area, I will happy, happily try it. There's some pretty good also off offbeat items that were like there is a um, cacio in pepe uh, and salt cod, like a fritter. Um, there's a, uh, was it a, fluke milanese sandwich like i'm totally day. down to try all these variations of it this way like i'm in man i'm gonna seek this out next time i'm in new york actually yeah i agreed and it feels like it wasn't just haphazardly put together like it was inspired for you know italian flavors and yep. you know, kind of lenten classics so a lot a lot of work went into this uh and like i said i'm, I'm here for it it's gonna be a destination awesome all right well i'm i'm happy to try it and try to get there that, that's for sure all right so Let's go. Let's go regional, man. Um, so pizza today is covering a recipe. Now this seems a, a little generic, but um, sometimes they are in terms of just like broad strokes. Maybe I should say it. It feels a little broad. Midwest pizza dough. Now, just <laughs> now, this is not a specific area of the Midwest. Just a Midwest pizza dough. The pie looks good. I'm not gonna lie. I'm, I'm totally down for it. Um, and this is um, John Goody Kansty. I'm not sure. I don't remember. Wrote an article for the Traditional American Pizza, which outlines some variations of America's pizza that you may or may not be familiar with. And the Midwestern pizza style was included. So here is the recipe down here. Now, this is stretched out, obviously, right, for, yeah. for pizzeria. But in general, it's 66% hydration, strong enough to hold sauce, cheese, and toppings. 
flavorful enough after proofing to enable to enable a digestible crust. Mixing it with cold water and using less yeast followed by cold fermentation slows the yeast activity down, giving the starches in the flour time to convert to simple sugars, releasing fantastic flavors. The recipe is designed to be used within six hours if using warmer water and up to three days using the cold holding method. So not that complicated in terms of ingredient wise or what's there but i mean just give me your thoughts man midwestern style pizza do you feel this needed to be more specific in any sort of way or, or what do you I, think man? i guess not, not to critique but it's in general yeah in general um you know if i were to say what's a midwestern pizza style it's mm -hmm. gonna be a tavern right it's come from milwaukee down to st louis you kind of hit that tavern that's kind of what that pie looked like and with lower yeah. yeast i think that's maybe what they were trying to go for but the hydration isn't what I expect it to be um, a little bit higher, maybe for a tavern. So I, I think it is you're trying to take an average of, of a lot. I mean, like, like, listen, that, yeah. that looks like a tavern style pie. That's what they were certainly. Going I agree for. with those edges, with those edges that I'm seeing around that. That's what it looks like from this view. Yep. But, you know, most tavern style pies have <laughs> some combination of oil or sugar and, and more to it. So, again, I think it's your it's an average of everything and I, I don't I, I'm not gonna knock it, but like I say when I when I write tavern style pies, it's not uh it, it's a lot different with a lot different technique than this. Uh because the ingredient list is like honestly like a Neapolitan would be, uh which doesn't yeah. necessarily make awesome thin crust, but again, right, it it's an average it's I don't know that I would call this the average for Midwest. Um I think it's a fine yeah. recipe. But I'm kind of seeing all across the Midwest, either go for the tavern style, go for more of the Sicilian style, because um, those are more indicative of the you know Eastern or Western Midwest to me. I'm with you there, I, absolutely, yeah. and that's the I think I, I was describing it too blandly as as broad facing. I love the, the deep dive into what the difference is, but you you're we're on the same page of where we're coming from with our with our thoughts on it. Yeah, I will say one thing to this, Jim, and only because we took a lesson last week in pizza photography. I love the contrast of having a different background behind this pizza, right? The kind of like little tile style gives this whole picture some pop. Guys, if you weren't if you weren't listening last week, go check out the episode. We covered a really good, uh, a good article about photographing pizza, the challenges of it. I forget who who had written it, um, to be honest, where it was featured, but just making me think about it when I'm seeing these pictures now, I'm constantly thinking, what's a better oh, way nice. to photograph these flat <laughs> items? And this one, I get a little contrast with it, so I'm, I'm down. I, listen, I, I'm in the midst of pizza photography hell right now um, for a, a project. Maybe I can mention at some point, but uh, yeah, I course. appreciate these little things. But I also pick up the shadow, right? The ring light was in the lower right. You didn't have a shilling. So, like, I've, I, I've broken the glass behind all of it now. But it's a great picture. I love the backdrop. You know, you knew exactly the style. You know, you had the colors pop. So, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. 9.5 out of 10. Just, uh, just watch your shadows as I sit here with the shadows from my ring light. So who am I to talk, right? <laughs> I love it, dude. It's all good. Um, all right. This one, let's talk. Uh, let's talk Pizza Expo for a minute, but not let's the Pizza it. Expo, not the Pizza Expo that we're thinking about. Let's cool. talk about the new iteration. And this one is PizzaCon. So just happened to pop up um, that was coming up. So this one's going to be in Philadelphia at the Fillmore, November 7th, 2024. 
What's it all about? Introducing PizzaCon, an exclusive and ex, uh, experiential event designed for pizzeria owners and operators who are serious about growing their business. Come experience a full day of curated programming, including activations developed to inspire and educate. This isn't your typical trade show and must be on your calendar for 2024. Sign up, check it out. So what do you think, man? A new pizza event? Interested in, in seeing what it's all about? Yeah, I, I like it, right? You know, obviously the, the Vegas one is classic, but yeah. you know, getting a little bit East Coast might be a little more accessible to, you know, where some of the artisans are that uh, you know, might not be able to fly out. Uh, so I love it. And, you know, look, you look at how every city is a Comic-Con now. Every city, I think, is probably going to have a Pizza-Con. We're heading that way. So I'm here for it. I'm offering my services as a judge for any competitions. Um, you know, Will and yeah, I would man. be happy to Absolutely. Um, if, uh, if anyone likes <laughs> I'm in. I'm always. I'm you, you, always you gonna in. be there? You gonna you gonna drive? Up I think this one. I'm interested. I'm interested in checking this one out. Yeah. Um, I've been I've been trying to get to kind of the AC event that they were were doing before, which has just been it's been a tough like time of year for me to get to it. Unfortunately, the fall is busy. But uh, yeah. let's see, man. I'm I'm, da- I'm down to check this one out, especially if it's only a day too. Exactly. Right? It's just, it's not a whole slew of days put together. It's one day. I'm happy to kind of get there, hit it, and and get out. Like sounds cool. That that's something I could kind of get down for. Agreed. Um, all right, let's talk a little bit about Neapolitan. I don't. I feel like we haven't talked a lot really. about Neapolitan pies as of lately. I don't know. Maybe it was like 2022, 2020, early 2023, where all the rage, or 2020, 2021, 22, 23, all, all the rage. all we were talking about. Everything. Right? I felt like. And it hasn't it haven't come up that much as of lately. I mean, listen, maybe maybe some other styles are getting some shine they deserve. Um, you know, I, I don't know. But this one, this one from Tasting Table... For the lightest Neapolitan pizza dough, don't toss it around. Mm. So kind of just a quick walkthrough of some of your traditional, um, maybe like what I would describe as like techniques, right, for for dough kneading and, and creating some of um, the Neapolitan pizzas. And so they kind of highlight the idea, like I said, sorry, this one from Tasting Table, having a light touch to the dough in, in general, um, very important, a gentle arm stretch right we're yeah. not we're not throwing we're not throwing these doughs around <laughs> we're leaving it on the counter for the most part i think you know we'll see a lot of people traditionally maybe a little bit of lift off of the counter right with the slap um and coming back but nothing nothing high right we're saying pretty low yeah. i feel like with the with the neapolitan one in general but give me your thoughts Jake. any any techniques or thoughts on the neapolitan doughs in, in general from you no, I, I, I think it's pretty spot on, right? You have to be gentle. You want the, the air. It's very easy to, you know, to work it out, especially if your proof isn't perfect. Uh, so I, I thought it was good. That said, you know, you, you see some masters, they can do some things that, yeah. you know, the, the home the home chef might not be able to. So I like keeping it low, you know, using gravity. Um, you know, if it's on the bench and, you know, you're gentle, um, I, I think it's good. So I think this article was very well well put because the the difference between a good and a great Neapolitan can be just just that hair of uh, of just how it's rolled out. And it's tricky. I mean, it you know it's why I recommend you know a Sicilian or something that's rolled a little more forgiving for a first timer because Neapolitans are are tougher for this for this reason, in my opinion. I'm with you. And so I, I will highlight here the tasting table. Good good job on this one. They talked to one of the kings, honestly, from Una Pizza Napolitana. That's Anthony Mangiari. Great, great pizza maker, obviously featured in, in everything. And so they they had they had him walk them through this article. So these are these are definitely useful tips uh, yeah. to check out if you're looking to uh, kind of you know, solid solidify your your Neapolitan pizza techniques, that's for sure. Yep. 
not that was a good uh, one. Right. So I'm, I'm interested if you. I'm interested if you're familiar with this guy. And so I'll, I'll quote the article here first just to see. And this would be more of a, like a Food Network kind of kind of thing, at least maybe where I think you might know him from. This one, this one from the Dallas Observer. Thunderbird Pies, um, Can Rosso, and Zoli's menus to be revamped by Celebrity Chef. So the Food Network's Christian Petroni is coming to Dallas as a, P, uh, as a Pilf Restaurant Group's new chief culinary Commandante? <laughs> Nailed it. Um, I was not expecting that as the title, to tell you the <laughs> truth. I didn't read all the way through. To I was like, wait, hold on. I was like, comrade? What is that word? Um, <laughs> I don't know if you're familiar with Christian Petroni at all. In general, I, I've definitely had some of his pies um, in New York. I, I think he's he's really good Italian chef. And he's very personal, seems fun. You know what I mean? Like yeah. a, good, a good TV personality. But I'm interested if you're familiar with him at all, Jim. Yeah, I, I, I am. I, I, Christian, Christian's an OG, right? And you follow his Instagram for any amount of time. You see the like truly yep. heartwarming things that he makes that my grandmother made, right? I mean, they, he is cooking from the soul and family recipes. He's not he's not using gimmicks. He's, he's going for it. So I think Christian's great. I think it's great to kind of see his, you know, Brooklyn and, you know, Italian, deeply Italian style elsewhere. Uh, he's going to crush it. Um, you know, he's got a book coming out, I think, next year that I'm excited for. And I don't get excited for uh, many books nowadays. But yeah, I, I, he's a good guy. Great cook. Uh, and, and I think I know that uh, you know, I've had some of his pies, some of his stuff. It's all it, it reminds me of my childhood, which is. The, probably the best compliment a chef can get, right? Yeah, uh, absolutely, man. I, I'll say, too, to that fact, I think I'm pretty sure his media company is Gabagool Media, which, I mean, it's like, dude, like, I, so what better perfect. name? What better name can you have for a media company right. than Gaba, Gabagool Media? Like, it's, it's amazing. <laughs> yeah, his, um, uh, his garlic bread's probably one of the best things I've ever had. Um, oh, so Christian, you're watching, you need to send me some, just make sure it's still good. <laughs> uh, please, uh, slide in the DMs, but no, it is good. It is a good move for all involved. I love it. All right, cool, man. So good Dallas. Good for you, Dallas. You've got some, some good pizzas coming, coming to you Absolutely. soon, I'd say. Um, all right. I haven't talked about a challenge lately. And so why not? And Jim, tell me if you're up for this challenge. This one doesn't seem that crazy, but I'm not going to lie. Someone is not beating it. So um, this one from Patch.com. Can you win the Benny Tadino's Pizza Challenge in Hoboken? You can win a giant pizza, a t-shirt, and lots of respect if you complete the challenge. So this one is, I don't know if it's not challenging. So out of Hoboken, the challenge is, the, the pizzeria in general, Benny Tadino's has been there since 1968. They have a challenge where you have to eat a pizza, a whole pizza in 30 minutes. So if you can eat the house pie by yourself in 30 minutes, including the crust, you'd get a T-shirt and your photo on the wall and they pay for the pie. No one has been able to do this. And they're actually also extending you up to 45 minutes now on Mondays and Tuesdays. I, this pizza doesn't seem that giant, Jim. Am I, I missing something about this? I mean... There was a time in my life where I probably accidentally did this. So you're right. I again, I don't know if the house, if the house pie is like a 20 inch mammoth. Thing. No, no way. But it doesn't Fair. look that daunting. It doesn't look that cheesy. It doesn't look that you know. If I can eat half of the Chicago stuff by myself, I th I think I could do it. Again, it's easy for me to say on this side of it. I get it, but I I'm with you. I I think someone needs to step up to the plate and uh, and crush this thing. 
I I think distinctively somebody that we know in, in New Jersey ish area or New York area. Come on, come on, get over there, please. Let's do it. I'm I'm Let's interested to see this, guys. Um, all right. So let's go. I think one more. Well, let's, we'll we'll close out here. So this one again, another tasting table item. Um, tell you the tasting truth, table, and this is this is a bit of a this is a hack, um, quote unquote, coming from them. So I'm interested. I think a lot of us have probably used a, a baking sheet before. We've gotten a stone or something like that. So this is the baking sheet hack for a makeshift pizza oven at home. Um, so before I even get into it, Jim, have you ever done this with a kind of idea of using, let's say, maybe a pizza, a, a, a pan upside down as a, as a you know, soda cool that in your oven? Yeah, I'll use a you know cast iron skillet upside down to do some some ours and pies. That's kind of a cool like hack, right? If you don't want to, yep. you know, crank up the stone. Uh, but you know, this not to steal from the article, but you know, it's the you know basically stacking baking sheets, store there, and mm-hmm. get in. Um, I've done this. I have thoughts. Uh, I'll, I'll let you kind of finish the article before yeah, I, completely, I, mean, I completely give my thoughts. But no, no, I mean that's it. Honestly, they said you know kind of the article quotes here goes, "Hey, however, if your recipe calls for a baking or pizza stone, do you really need one?" The answer is no. You can use an inverted baking sheet instead of a portable cooking surface. So, I'm not gonna lie. I actually haven't done this one, but I've always had a. Honest to God, I could pizza stone for the most part since I ever made a pizza that I thought was relative. So I don't know. I mean, you tell me, man. Yeah, I mean, the the engineer in me, the the problem is, <laughs> right, if it's aluminum, it's not going to store or give off the heat that you want. Sure. It's actually going to slow you down. Um, oh, I didn't think about it like that. Why so? Well, because, you know, if you've got, you know, let's say something that doesn't call for a baking sheet and doesn't have the oil, um, mm-hmm. you know, aluminum is, you know, it's going to be, especially if it's reflective, right, it's not going to hold on that heat and you're going to get a more pale crust where had you just had either something darker or something that's stainless or cast iron or even a stone, it's going to hold on that heat. Aluminum is a terrible conductor. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why, you know, a lot of the pan pies, if it calls for aluminum, has oil, right? It's kind of your intermediary. Yep. Um, so, but if you're upside down, you can't really oil that bad boy up, right? Or Fair it's point, fair flat. point. So it, it's, it's a slippery slope you'll get into. Um, to me, I would invert, put two together and invert, have the lip and oil it. Um, yep. If you really wanted that boost, but honestly pizza stones pizza steels or use your cast iron skillet i would do that over these i think 10 out of 10 times what about you all right yeah okay man i'm totally i did not know this i never thought about the the light aluminum um just kind of essentially not retaining that heat unless you're not actually getting a better cook under the pizza right for the undercarriage in, in any sort of way so okay i, I did man, test. Man. i used a, a new cookie sheet and then like a, a 20-year veteran one that was black the black nice you know crisp but the the light reflective right literally reflects heat and it just doesn't the crust was pale so it, it makes a big difference and you know it, it's hard to call it in recipes but you have to say listen use your oldest dirtiest you know blackest burnt cookie sheet because that's probably gonna it's gonna get you to kind of make up for that aluminum that uh, isn't isn't ideal food tips with jim jim i like this one buddy this was good bud yeah absolutely Put your cast iron skull upside down. The best thing you can do if you don't stone. All right, guys, you heard it here first, but you got to heat it up for a while first, right? On top of that. Oh, yeah. Half an hour at least. Oh, ooh, wow. Good amount of time. Not, it's, not, it's not as quick as you think, so leave no. it in there for a minute. You got time. <laughs> 
probably have enough time as as if you bought that pizza dough from somewhere to actually take it out of the fridge and let it sit there for a while before you just try to open that bag and dump it out and use it right away as well. So while you're while you're doing that and letting that dough sit out that you bought for for a starter, heat up that cast iron skillet and then it'll be a perfect timing when both of those are perfect. ready to use. Perfect. <laughs> Absolutely. Grab your uh your fruit punch spritzer. It's a perfect pairing. Get your balsamic drizzle ready to go. Let's get that reducing. And I think we fit all the articles. I love it. I love it. Awesome, man. All right. Well, listen, Jim, as always, man, thank you for coming on tonight. Where can everyone find you across social media, buddy? You type in Jim Cook's Food Good wherever you consume your content. You'll run into me one way or another. Awesome. I love it, guys. And, and please, for everyone, please like and subscribe. Follow us, ID Pizza Club, on YouTube. We've got a number of different shows that are out there. We're building our content. So we'd love for you to support us. And by doing so, like or subscribe. We'd love it. Comment on our videos, anything you want. Happy to engage, guys. Uh, and on that note, we'll see you next week for an upper episode. Thanks, all. Good night. Thank you.